Hello, and welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the best surf, intro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Chad Shivers. Today we'll be speaking with Drew DeLutio from the Revomatics, which are coming all the way from Milwaukee to perform at the Southern Surf Stomp on June 6th. Before we get to some music, I'd like to announce that we're proud to be working with surfrockradio.com, where you can hear us Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, I've got two whole sets of brand new music coming at you. Let's get started with Not Dreamin' from The Avocados.
That was King Pelican with Matador Surfer, off of the brand new album of the same name. Before that, we heard Buddy and the Squids with Shippin' Out, and we started that set off with the Avocados and their tune, Not Dreamin'. Up next, let's hear a couple of tracks from the Mutation's new album, High Tide. First up, Island Home.
That was Rondo Hatton with OK Boys, Let's Get Western. I was fortunate enough to meet their guitarist Bruce Lamb at the Instro Summit, where he generously gave me a copy of all their albums, including the latest, Breaking the Sound Barrier. So thanks again, Bruce, and we hope to have the group at a stomp sometime in the near future. Before that, we heard the mutations with Wonder What It's Like, and we started off with another mutations track, Island Home. Up next, we'll hear Tysco Del Rey with Los Surf. But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, this is Bob with the Surf King Surfwear coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp Podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at thesurfkingstore.com.
Of course, that was Walk Don't Run, as recorded by the legendary Chet Atkins. And I have to give a shout out to my friend Carol Busby, as I heard that several weeks ago on her great radio program, Electric Beach Party, which you can stream on RadioHatteras.org, Mondays at 8 Eastern. Prior to that, we heard Cigar Store Indians with El Baile de la Cobra, and we began with Taisco Del Rey's Los Surf. Coming right up, my interview with Rev Maddox Drew Deludio. Hey Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having you. Of course. So, who are the Revomatics and what does everyone play? I'm Drew Deludio and I play uh, lead guitar in the band. We have a second guitar player, Joe Weigel. We have Pete Flessus on bass and uh, Jeff Schneider on drums. And how did you guys get your start? Well, the Revomatics have, in this form, been around for about a year and a half or so, and we all played in other projects in Milwaukee, in local bands and things like that, and kind of came together after answering. I think I, I came in contact with Pete. I was doing the, like, working as, like, a sideman in a bunch of different kind of, like, wedding bands and cover projects and met Pete through an advertisement for a lead guitar player, and I was just like, what I was doing was totally soulless, and I, I answered the advertisement that Pete had and um, joined the band, and then Joe shortly thereafter, and, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we all came to be, and, and Jeff and Pete had been playing previously to that. Was there a, a rough transition from, you know, they had two guitar players before you guys, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The there's kind of a joke in the Revomatics that the the band's been around for like probably nearly five years at this point. But um, Pete originally started the band as, um, I guess, for all intents and purposes, like a '60s sort of throwback surf band, mm-hmm. and so he was doing more of a you know, that kind of like, hey, let's all dress the same and play standards <laughs> right. kind of thing. So when Joe and I came into the band, we brought with us this real desire to write original material and sort of push the band to do something a little bit more uh, progressive, maybe. Right, or, or and, a modern take even. Yeah, I think, you know, our goal was always or not always, but we've all, we've, we've sort of talked about how we, our mantra is something like, you know, what if surf music had gotten the chance to evolve the way that um, heavier music, you know, and rock and roll got the chance to evolve over the course of 40 years or so. And so it wasn't as if we wanted to play contemporary surf music. It was that we really, we want to play progressive surf music and music that, I don't know, maybe might be considered instrumental in some circles, but that has this really recognizable surf sort of motif, you know, with the reverb, the heavy reverb and the, the sort of guitar riffs. And um, it's something that we have kind of wrestled with for a while. And I, and I think that, you know, we're finally starting to get there creatively, that we're, um, you know, there's things on this new album that we obviously spent, a large amount of time hashing out and thinking out, uh, thinking about, and, and kind of going, yeah, like is this, you know, is this surf music? <laughs> well, I don't know, but you know, it's 
the elements are there. What are all your influences and backgrounds? I was really into, well, and still am, a, a real fan of metal music, you know, just metal in general, heavier music. I guess originally, obviously, like everybody else, you know, bands like Metallica and Anthrax and, you know, Mastodon and stuff like that. <laughs> Joe comes from, a, a, I think, more of a kind of singer-songwriter background, but also comes at the band from the perspective of a pianist, which he is. And he played a lot in Nashville with some singer-songwriters in Australia, where he was for a little while. And Joe's also a, an engineer and uh, produces as well. So he has he comes at the band from uh, more, you know, that that perspective. Um, Pete played in hardcore um, sort of punk bands and new wave bands um, in the '80s and early '90s. And then Jeff is a lot like me, where he's really heavily influenced by all sorts of music, but kind of gravitates towards heavier music, you know, in general. So it's really eclectic. I mean, we're certainly not homogenous in that respect. <laughs> you know, we're very, we certainly have four different perspectives on what it is that we do. And we all sort of meet at this genre called surf music. So I wanted to dive into the new album because it's, uh, it's pretty great and pretty expansive and pretty different than anything you guys have done before it's called we come in peace and you mentioned that joe was a producer and i was going to ask did you guys produce it yourself or did you have outside help uh we produced it ourselves we spent the better part of probably over six months on the recording process and you know, which is pretty average but yeah we it was produced by us and thank you so much for enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's a lot of variation, and it flows really well, uh, which I wanted to ask if that was kind of intentional or just a kind of a happy accident on how the songs kind of go from one to, to the next. No, not at all. And I'm, I'm really pleased <laughs> you asked that because we made a real conscious effort to write an album. It was really important for us that we, that we wrote an album and that we didn't write 13 surf songs and put them on a CD and sell it at shows. It was, and I think still is, just so important to us that the music be part of this larger sort of story. And on We Come in Peace, you know, yeah, you're right. As you listen to the record, there's this very obvious sort of logic to the song placement. And... You know, by the time you get to the end of that record, it was our intention to sort of have the listener go on a journey with us and to tell the story that sort of plays in this loop. <laughs> if you let the record go long enough and kind of you sort of start where you or you end where you started, but yeah, that was we made a really yeah, that was a conscious decision to, you know, say all right, well, you know, these songs can stand alone, but you know, let's uh, let's not necessarily make that a goal. You know, like let's put something together that is listenable from, from front to back without necessarily sort of falling into the ear fatigue trap. Right. Well, I think you guys did a great job and it grows from song to song. And it's kind of some of my observations. It's like the first two tracks are pretty standard, you know, just kind of your guitar bass drum formula, but then a few songs in on like, um, 
rocker box, which is like a total burner, um, really, really heavy. But there's like a subtle organ in there, and I guess that's uh, I guess that's Joe playing since you said he was a a pianist. And then after that, it, it seems like there's like a western suite with uh, Tamarindo, yeah. Toussaint Overture, and uh, Seven Ways from Sundown. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it kind of those three? Is what your uh, was yeah, that intention? We, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes you really happy that you talk about it in that way because it's that was absolutely our intention. And if it if it seems you know really contrived, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. You know, so the yeah, those first two tracks, songs like Roswell, KGB, We Come in Peace. You know, I feel like if we're talking about contemporary quote unquote surf music, those three songs are probably really good examples of that. You know, just like the sort of surf aesthetic, but heavier guitars, sort of bolder sound. Yeah, when we get to like a song like Rockerbox, that's kind of our the point at which we say, okay, you know, like we can we can be this band too if you want us to. You know, we can be this heavy band, we can be that garage rock band. Yeah, it does um, kind of have a garage I, element to that song. Yeah, and that was that was always the intention. You know, like we're I was always a really big fan of the Rockerbox Motorcycle Festival in Milwaukee and I really wanted to sort of capture that kind of rough attitude. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it's kind of, you know, it's sort of like that Link Ray aesthetic again. But yeah, personally, my favorite part of the record is that sort of Tucson Overture, We Come in Peace, being from the Revomatic Suite in the middle, because, you know, that was something that we took a long time to sort of hash out and... Um, as far as the story of the record is concerned, I feel like those three songs are, in a lot of ways, the sort of dramatic kind of peak of the album. And I feel like there's people who that really resonates with. We've had a lot of really good feedback about, you know, about those songs in particular. And I don't know, you know, from a lot of people who aren't really, I wouldn't say like fans of quote-unquote surf music, and I think the thing that resonates with them is maybe the, the emotion that maybe those three songs, I don't know, somehow instills in, in, in certain people. I mean, I was, I'm a huge fan of those, you know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and all those, you know, any more Cone films that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, uh, I think <laughs> Seven Ways from Sundown, and that's, that's a total spaghetti western epic, and uh, I really feel like it's the centerpiece of the album in some ways. And like you said, about a minute in, you hear kind of an Ennio Morricone, but I also hear like a Pink Floyd quote. Do you get that yeah, at man, all? We can't get anything past you. We can't get anything past <laughs> you. You, you, got, you. You nailed it. Yeah, I, there was this joke when we were in the studio doing that. I think Joe, you know, Joe and I are just studio rats and, you know, stayed, you know, stayed in the studio for probably way longer than was necessary trying to, you know, emulate the stuff. But, yeah, you know, the... The Pink Floyd reference in Seven Ways from Sundown is not thinly veiled. I mean, like, I'm a huge David Gilmore fan, and I love Pink Floyd, and I love the Pink Floyd aesthetic, and I love the ambience and the moodiness of it. And, yeah, the interlude in Seven Ways from Sundown is, again, a, a total homage to the David Gilmore sort of acid trip, Pink Floyd, um, you know, <laughs> era. I mean, I think, and, and I think that, that's, you know, when we talk about not necessarily playing contemporary surf music, but rather playing evolved progressive surf music, I guess that's what we're talking about, you know, letting our influences shine, you know, and just, 
not being worried about whether or not we're playing on the right gear or with the right amount of reverb or with the right aesthetic, but rather just going like, or, you know, how do we use the the surf as a template to then allow our creative aspirations to shine through? Basically just playing like you play. You got it.
And then at the very end of the album, uh, there's a, there's a really beautiful chorus that kind of is a callback to uh, Seven Ways from Sundown. I think that really kind of wraps up the album uh, quite nicely. Who who did all the vocals on the album? Yeah, that was my my really good friend Jesse Weinberg, who I played in a band with for a couple of years in Milwaukee called The Faculty. He is a, like a prolific vocalist in Milwaukee and has sung with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. And it's just I I I taught with Jesse for a few years too at um, Milwaukee High School of the Arts. And he's just a really close friend of mine, and yeah, was just so gracious and came in and just. I think knock that out in one or two takes. <laughs> did he do all the harmonies as well, or did you guys all, all kind of harmonies. share those duties? No, Jesse did all of the harmonies himself, and I think Joe and I show up on the who's and ha's on Seven Waves from Sundown, so that was our vocal contribution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, Seven Waves from Sundown. I was talking about uh, Toussaint Overture. Oh yeah, that's Jesse as well. Yeah. yeah, that all of the all of those sort of operatic arrangements are right. Jesse. Yeah, you know, it was really the I think for me it was the highlight of making the album. And he actually did that with us um, at the release show a couple weeks ago. He came and did that live. And that's was, very cool. I saw the picture to that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That's going to be one of our great regrets is not having that on film. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I would have um, liked to have heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, hopefully at some point this summer he'll come back out and do it.
What are some of your favorite or memorable shows? Opening for the B-52s was very memorable. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a call the day before that show from the promoter asking us to play that. And um, we hadn't, we were actually, it was only our second performance coming out of recording the new album. And, you know, so we didn't have a record. We hadn't even really rehearsed much since being in the studio. And, um, you know, they wanted us to sort of play some of the classics and do that thing, which, you know, we can do. And if it's a B-52s, obviously we can, yes, we can do it. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. You know, we, our drummer, Jeff, you know, God bless him, couldn't make it. And our friend Patrick sat in, who was just phenomenal. And, yeah, you know, we played for a sold-out, you know, thousand-seat theater. And it That's was, insane. It, looks like a, it looked like a beautiful room, too. Oh, it was, it was gorgeous. And, and, you know, the, the B-52's crew was just so nice. And, and everybody was so, so gracious and, and, like, grateful, like, to us. You know, like to us, mm-hmm. the Rebbe of the surf band from Milwaukee, and, uh, you know, we got off stage, and their tour manager came up to us, and she was like, you know that we asked for you guys. And I was like, no, I, you know, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that at all. And so we left that show feeling, I think, a little, like, with our batteries recharged, you know, sure. knowing that, that we were somehow, some way, in a pile of needles, that somebody found our needle, and, right. that, you know, we, we want you guys to to do this so yeah that was cool well it's really you know, validating yeah you know it, it was it was sort of the first time in my life too that i was able to tell my parents something musically or my mom something and have her go oh you know i know who the music to do <laughs> <laughs> the first time my mom was ever excited i think in the right 15 years of playing music but yeah i i it was an amazing experience and you know, hopefully we'll do it again and hopefully we'll get that opportunity and, and um, you know, Dick Dale, you know, you guys obviously have gotten the chance to do that. And, you know, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, the, you know, those, the, there's so many, you know, I mean, we've played so many just terrific shows, even, you know, even everything that we've done up to this point, you know, has been really memorable. You know, those are the two things that stick out, but it's an experience. Yeah, we play so much. We play so much. We, we play so many shows, and we and and I just feel like we we work so hard at you know just playing and playing and playing that there's always an experience. You know, every time that we play, where we sort of get off stage and we're like, "Oh my gosh, that was awesome!" And like, did you see this guy? Or like, <laughs> did you, see, you know, that guy talked to you. That guy is like, you know, somebody bought five albums. Like, right. You know, that, there's just all sorts of stuff like that, but yeah, I'll, I'll put the B-52s at the top of that list. <laughs> yeah. What can we expect from you guys at the Southern Surf Stomp? We are going to pull out all the stops at the Southern Surf Stomp. <laughs> at the Surf Stomp, we're bringing the band as we want the band to be recognized. We're so excited to be playing for people who expect us to be who we are. And that's hasn't been lost on us. You know, we're gonna hopefully play as much off the new record as we can. Please. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna we're play that and we've got um 
we've got a few covers that I think um, everybody will be into that we've got a lot of good responses from, not necessarily surf music, but kind of doing our own thing with some stuff. Unfortunately, Pete, our bass player, his mom isn't doing too well, and so he has opted to stay in Milwaukee to kind of be closer to her. So my brother, Joey, who is a phenomenal musician in his own right, is just a huge fan of our band, <laughs> is going to be playing in Pete's Place. And um, we are, like, over the moon that he's going to come with us because, you know, we love Joey, <laughs> and he's a phenomenal bass player. And I think that it's going to add this really cool element because Joey is, you know, Joey's not a surf guy, but he loves the music and he sort of comes from the same place as the rest of us. And um, I played in bands with him for a while and, you know, he's my brother. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, man, we're, we're so excited. I mean, we're chomping at the bits and we've got, we're, we're going to play as much of that record as we can. So... Other than the Stomp, what else do you guys have coming up? We'll be in Louisville at the 3rd Street Dive um, that Friday night. I think that's Friday the 5th yes. of June. Um, and then we'll play the Stomp the next night. And then the following weekend, Saturday, we'll be in Indianapolis with the Madeira. Oh, cool. Um, so the next day, Saturday or Sunday, we'll be playing a festival in Chicago. And then we have all sorts of stuff coming up. We're lucky enough to uh we're on the bill with chris robinson of the black crows um, yeah, i saw that we've got that at the end of june and then playing we're back in uh, the chicago area in july playing with the amphibians and uh oh i love those guys uh yeah at the brower house and um back at lucky joe's obviously and then doing um uh, playing at the out in Columbus in August at the uh, Hot Rod Hula Hop, which is another like Ohana event, opening for um, Unknown Hints. Oh, that's so, very cool. Yeah, I saw that as well. That's that's awesome. And then and, we've got the we've got the surf cruise again with the Madeira at the end of August. Oh man, that was so much fun. I wish I wish I could be oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, so I do too. We, I, that was. I mean, it's still the. That's a great. I mean, we were talking about memorable shows. Like that was. <laughs> that was a great time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> What can we expect from you guys in the future? A lot. We're really excited about the stuff that we have in the in the pipeline, if you part pardon the expression, but we're we're planning a release for this fall to kind of um follow up hopefully it's this momentum that we're able to build with We Come in Peace. Um we we kinda wanted to do a cassette release, which I hope comes to fruition of some more obscure covers that we've been working into our set and I'd really like to do another full length as soon as possible you know like hopefully this winter and uh, I think that if people really enjoyed We Come In Peace that the things that we have sort of coming down the pipe are we're really excited about it well where can our listeners pick up your new album yeah, you can order it from our website, therevmatics.com, or you can order it from Double Crown Records. You can buy it on iTunes, and I think most of the major music distributors online. Probably the easiest way to do it is just either go to iTunes or go to therevmatics.com or Double Crown Records and just go ahead and order yourself a copy. But probably the best, the coolest way to do it is to come to a Revmatics show and buy it from one of our smiling faces. 
here, here. And you'll also be able to pick that up uh, at the uh, Southern Surf Stomp Distro. So we'll come. have plenty of copies of the Southern Surf Stomp, that's for sure. Well, excellent, Drew. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Not at all. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Chad, and thanks for doing everything that you do down there. I know that you work really hard, and I know that you've got a lot of other obligations in your life, probably. So <laughs> it's much appreciated, and uh, God, you know, we're just really looking forward to it. Well, it's truly my pleasure, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys, and it's just a little over a week now, I think, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of nailing down the final travel itinerary. So Yeah, it's, it's creeping up. Well, thank you so much again, Drew. Thank you, Chad. Take it easy. We'll see you in uh, about a week. All right. Thanks so much again to Drew for the wonderful discussion. Up next, we've got a set of lo-fi tunes, including another of Saturday's stomp performers, The Compartmentalizationalists, featuring Jeffrey Bootser. But first, let's hear from another one of our sponsors. Fringe Factory. Why don't you listen to this recording with interest? Tokyo, 4 a.m. in Russia, 1 a.m. in London, 12 p.m. in Sydney, 7 p.m. in Mexico City, 5 p.m. Vancouver, Canada, and 8 o'clock Jersey City. And now, folks, it's definitely suck it to me time. Fun vibrations every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. <laughs>
You just heard The Reluctant Ghoul by Famous Monsters, featuring Shawnee Zoll, one-time member of the band White Zombie. Prior to that, we heard Southern Drums by Flat Duo Jets, and we started that set off with Blurry Eyes from the Compartmentalizationalists. Up next, we have my dear friends the Intoxicators with Mach Schnell Meine Kleine Buzzbomb.
The last one in that action pack set was the Mag 7 with This Being Melt. Prior to that, the Slackmates with Sutra Vortex Factor. And we started that set off with the Intoxicators with Mach Schnell Meine Kleine Buzz Bomb. And be sure to check those guys out later this year at the Southern Surf Stomp on November 14th. Alright, up next we have Crispy Bess with Hormondia. But first, let's hear yet again from one of our sponsors. For 50 years of surf music and instrumental rock, check out The Longboard Show on the radio, Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM, or via webcast, wrek.org slash longboards.
In our final set, we played a couple of Manor Astroman related tunes. The last being the robotic stylings of Servitron, with theme for an ultimate and inevitable victory. The second group you heard was Donnie and the Shaman, with Mr. Hyde. And the first song in that set was the killer Ormondium, from my buddy Crispy Bess. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Southern Surf Stompcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please recommend it to a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out at southernsurfstomp.blogspot.com, Facebook, or Twitter at South Surf Stomp. Feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, feedback, submissions, or requests at chadshiversmusic at gmail.com. Thanks again to Drew and the Revomatics, and our sponsors, the Surf King Surfwear, the Longboard Show on WREK.org, French Factory on WFMU.org, and of course the Penetrators for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. We hope you join us again for the next Southern Surf Stompcast.